Did you ever watch um, <laughs> Captain Marvel? Is that what it's called? With you know Brie, Larson? Brie Larson? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't, actually. Well, I had... It had... We'll see. Not we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking look. forget. There's one language for this podcast. Just one. Um, well, it had, like, similar girl boss vibes, but, like... I love how I just jumped into this. That's good. We, we gotta do it. We gotta just go for it. Yeah, yeah, I need exactly. someone to take the plunge. Just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I have, like, similar girl boss vibes, but not in, like, the corporate way. But you know how, like... I don't know, like, why is, like, women's empowerment in, like, TV and film the same exact, like, narrative? Like, you have to be, like, a man sort of thing? Oh, oh, uh, remember that tweet that was, like, why do people tell women to stop apologizing? Like, just because men don't apologize, why should we tell women to stop? Like, it's just common courtesy, and we're just saying just to be like a man, you should give up all common decency. That's the thing. It's, like, you have to, I don't know, and, like, these qualities of, like, women should be, like, just as bossy as whatever. And I'm, like, okay, obviously I do think women get shat on for, like, doing the same thing as men. But does this mean that we should be doing the same thing as men? Because personally, I don't like how men do things. I'd like to change that. Like, I'd like think... to change men too. Yeah, I'd just like to <laughs> eradicate them. I think, dude, I feel like this, this is not hate speech, I promise. Nobody cancel me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, welcome to another episode <laughs> of and Prejudice, where we yes. eradicate men. Um. Yes, episode four is all about it. <laughs> Oh my god, it's episode four. How exciting. That is actually really exciting. Wow. Oh, We've wow. Been, I'm so proud of us anyway. <laughs> I'm also very proud. Us and our non-existent audience. It's okay. We'll build it over time. <laughs> I mean, listen, Taiwan, France, uh, Denmark, That's true. Austria. That's true. Cyprus. Cyprus. That one got me. All you homies Ooh. around the globe, I love you guys. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Who are you people? <laughs> Please make yourself known to us. We can be friends. Actually, yes. we don't have to be friends. Maybe we are friends and we don't know. Oh, anyway. <laughs> just I didn't think so though. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to be discussing Emily in Paris, uh, notorious for being both loved and hated at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just renewed for a second season uh, just a few days ago or a couple of days ago, I think. That's pretty exciting. Like it's exciting and it's not. Like it's exciting because I, I obviously want to know what fucking happens because I started watching and I committed. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, who is? No, I can't be like who is watching this waiting for a second <laughs> season because obviously it's me. That's <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there's a popular debate about whether this show is like good or shit. So what do you think? Like if you could give it one word, do you like it? it it's like shit good. Like it's yeah good because it's bad. Like it's like, look, I think it's it was very easy to watch for sure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, except for like the annoying like Americanness sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I thought but I thought that was the point, to be honest. Like I thought it was obnoxiously American. Yeah, I think overall, like it was fun to watch. It definitely has a lot of issues and it was just really basic. Like, yes. I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was refreshingly generic. Yeah, I like it that. was very generic. Yeah. I, what do you it, think? It, it's, been a, it's been a long time since I've watched something. So, like, it's been a long time. I was telling you before that I've watched something with a protagonist that's just so boring. <laughs> <laughs> she and, is boring. And generic and just normal. Because you think, like, when Netflix comes out with something new, that it would just be, like, 
this like huge production value the crown type shit you know but this one was just like oh this is it and that's it like we're, we're not giving you anything else and it was just basic like <laughs> they know it's gonna do well basic gossip girl type algorithm so they just churned it out knowing it was gonna succeed i'm, sh- I'm sure that's that's so true but even the thing is is that even gossip girl had like a little more like dynamicness yes. dynamicness is that the word <laughs> drama um, <laughs> you know something dynamic um whatever the rest of that word is uh like the characters had like a little more depth like they had like ups and downs like Mm. emily was just like going through life like bland (laughs) as fuck like nothing exciting (laughs) like even like the exciting things that were happening to her just were so like i don't know like it was all just one emotion throughout the whole show yeah yeah, it was yeah. just so... Yeah, you're right. It was so... And she started off with a boyfriend. For some reason, her boss being pregnant, like, deterred her from taking a job. <laughs> I don't know. That was very problematic. Yeah. And, yeah, her boyfriend, like, I was going to give a spoiler. I wasn't sure if I should do I that. I mean, you know what? It's been out for a while. Spoiler, if you don't want to listen to this, just <clears throat> skip ahead, like, a minute. Continue, <laughs> Noor. <laughs> you know what? I know you all have watched it, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you haven't watched it by now, then you're obviously not going to. And you wouldn't be listening to this. So, <laughs> yeah, we're all intrigued. I know we're all intrigued. Yeah. I, I don't know for what reason. Um, but yeah, it's just it's 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 a real something. Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Oh, her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> What's a real something? <laughs> Completely forgot to share my <laughs> riveting yeah, spoiler. I was waiting. <laughs> her boyfriend just like they broke up and that was it like there was not any there was nothing quirky about this the the thing is like they broke up and like she just moved on (laughs) i was like i thought you were in a long-term relationship with this man how did it just go from like all right next like which is great but is any of this realistic (laughs) i don't understand dude you're right next day she just picked up and she was like because I know we picked up with you, Miss Emily. First of all, they did not say her age in the entire show. And Miss Lily Collins was like, oh, she's 22. And I'm like, wait. <laughs> nah, I thought she was like 26, at least. I, Because the thing is, I was watching this show waiting for them to mention an age. Because I was like, there is no way that she's like... Yeah, but then Lily Collins came out and she was like, she's 22. And then she had to swiftly take it back because everyone was like, there's no way she's 22. Like, I'm 22 right now. That's yeah, not possible. We're, yeah, like, I'm, I mean, you're 22. I'm not 22 yet, but like, no, that would not be 22. She's older, surely. Like, yeah. and Lily Collins, how old is Lily Collins? Like, like she's 30, old. 31. Yeah, how, how she's would old. she be playing a 22-year-old? That would just be wrong. Uh, Glee. <laughs> Oh my god. But also every like TV show with teenagers in like the history of like TV is like freaking 27 year old actors acting Literally. 16. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'm 16, but he's like 40. This, the thing, wasn't that the like Hannah Montana's brother, Jason? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Lane Kim, dude. Wait, what do you mean Lane Kim? How old was Lane? She was like 30 when it started. <gasps> No. Yeah. Or like 27, like to be fair. (laughs) That's crazy. What? I know, right? She looks so young. Yeah. No, I don't believe you. Look it (laughs) up. (laughs) Google it right now. (laughs) Okay, so she's 47 now. Gilmore Girls came out 20 years ago. 27. (gasps) I was right. Right on the That's wild. Isn't it? It is. She looked like a genuine, like, child. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's and and really uh, Rory was 19, I think. Really? 
Yeah. When Which is fine, started, I guess. Had, but she had such a baby face when they first started. I genuinely thought she was like 16. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I remember her baby face. It was a very distinct baby yeah. face. Yeah. It, she grew out of it in like season three, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is baby face? What is the science behind baby face? I don't know. It's just, you, you just lose it. So, have we lost our baby faces? I, yeah. I, I feel like I, I grew a baby face. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just just came back. Skincare, I guess. <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so on Emily in Paris, and it, it's very, you know, we're going to take it to deep, pretentious levels. I don't want to feel pretentious saying any of this because, like, you know, men have their commentary YouTube channels. Uh, we have this. We want to do this. We want to take it to a deep level. Mm-hmm. But Emily in Paris, as stupid and like simple and you know that's why we all enjoy it you know as it is it's very intertwined in like american capitalism would you say yeah for sure like especially like the corporate aspects of it the corporate culture i think the genre this genre in general like the girl boss genre like of like it's always like this like hard-working woman and like her evil boss like (laughs) it's always like that and like you know, she just loves her work. She loves to work all the time. Like, she's never exhausted. She's, like, on top of life. But, like, obviously, there's always, like, those, like, little pitfalls. But, like, the whole show revolves around, like, Mm. her work, which, like, there's, is there no work-life balance in America? Because, like, your job is just a job. Relax. Like, it's not, Yeah. yeah. Her co-worker literally said to her, he literally said, um, what'd he say? He said, you Americans, you Americans, live to work. <laughs> live to work, we work to live. You Americans live to work, we work to live. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, yes, that's a valid critique. But she responded with, I enjoy work. And it was like, but that's a really this. good critique of American capitalism, actually, because he made a point. But the thing is, who are we expected to root for? Obviously, we're expected to root for our protagonist, Miss Emily. But, but the it's thing like, is, is, because she's such a, like basic bitch protagonist i don't know because also i think a lot of people are pretty aware of like american like uh, uh, no i don't want to say a lot of people are aware of this <laughs> but like us as viewers we're pretty aware like that she's a pretty flawed like protagonist not even that she's a flawed protagonist she's like a non-fleshed out protagonist she's so like she's very two-dimensional shit this was this has nothing to do with capitalism <laughs> The point is that, yeah, like, I think the show was trying to get us to side with Emily and to, like, root for her and stuff. But also, at the same time, it was really hard to because she was just obnoxious. I was thinking, I don't think it's harmful in any way. I don't think it's, like, I don't think what I'm saying is, like, like any valid sort of critique that's, like, boycott Emily and Perry. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's not that deep. Like, it's really not that deep. We just like to draw connections and like yeah and just make observations but i was just mm. wondering would this leave like a younger um viewer like a, a a young girl for example would this leave them with you know if they don't have the capacity to critique this media like we do like we always assess flawed characters but then i feel like with something like gilmore girls people don't usually do that but then i was like okay for young girls for example would they would this then leave them with these ideals and this like propensity to root for the protagonist would it leave them with like this inspiration 
for being like, oh, I enjoy work. Or like, yeah, I just, I, I was wondering, I, I thought about that a I, lot. I think, no, I, I definitely think, I mean, probably even us when we were younger, right? Because the mm. girl boss genre, like, I feel like it hit its peak probably around like 2010s, maybe like from then, like there's just an, it's just like a, a billion movies or like TV, just like that, that genre was just like everywhere from like 2010 onwards. I don't know when the Devil Wears Prada came out, but that's what I'm associating it with. Oh my God, um, Devil Wears Prada was my inspiration. See, that's the thing. Um, when did that come out? 2007, I'd say. 2000. Yeah, like it was like from then. Like that was, I think that was like a cultural shift. <laughs> oh yes, it was. And like, yeah, and like since then, there's like this girl boss genre has been such a thing of like women wanting to be a girl boss, like wanting to be like in their early 20s, like being successful, which is really difficult. Like when you think about it, I don't know how many people I know in their 20s who are like so set in their career and like know what they want and like have what they want and are, you know, like it's it's really hard at this mm -hmm. age and in this economy, like it's <laughs> it's difficult to know and to be at where you want to be at like by the age of if, you know, like Lily Colvin said, 22. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I was trying to think while you were... Devil Wears Prada. I... Yes. I mean, I think Andy was like... Okay, we had yeah. Emily Blunt. That was definitely one example. Andy... Okay. I have many thoughts on Devil Wears Prada. We might do an episode. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. But anyway, I was trying to think of, like, what inspired me growing up as well. And I, all I could think of for, for some reason, and I don't ever think about about this but all i could think of was alex russo from wizards of waverly place <laughs> i loved alex russo she was like my idol i used to like mimic her mannerisms <laughs> yeah same you know what literally she was a really good role model i think and and this isn't like traditionally at all you'd think she's a really bad role model but with her it wasn't this girl boss ideal i really enjoyed how like as a kid even i really enjoyed how she was just street smart like she wasn't necessarily she was just lazy <laughs> she didn't necessarily yeah. have to do work she was just figuring things out in a smart way i i vibe with that and i totally agree i used to yeah like her attitude towards life and work and like the laziness i i related to it so hard and sometimes it makes me think like are we actually lazy or is it just that society's expecting so much like hyper productivity i'm i'm personally i'm gonna listen to my body i'm gonna listen to my mind like mm -hmm. if i'm like well i don't want to do this like that's fine for me I really hope, like, no prospective employers listen to this and they're like, lazy bitch. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, yeah. I yeah, I think uh, hyper-productivity porn has definitely become a thing in TikTok age and YouTube age. I Okay, to be honest, I love myself a good uh, study vlog. Like, I watch a lot of those. I just I genuinely enjoy them. But then it's reached a point where it's not even just study vlogs anymore. It's just like, oh, I'm being so productive by making like 10,000 smoothies this morning, working out 10 times and waking up at 4 a.m. <laughs> and doing work. <laughs> And then going to uni, and it's just like, that's not a realistic, you know, that's definitely hyper-productivity porn embodied. Yeah, for sure. There's like, what I do in a day things. And it's like, bitch gets up at like 5 a.m., does a workout, does skincare, freaking makes an iced coffee, has breakfast, does another workout, showers, sees a friend, goes to work, comes back, sees another friend, walks a dog. Like, how are you doing all these things in one day? How yeah. is that possible? Literally, I know none of y'all are doing that. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, and I'm like, 
on the rare occasion that you do have one day like that, I am sure that you take like two days off after, okay? <laughs> That's not what you just do in a day. You don't wake up like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, something, I, something I thought of, we'll get back to the girl boss thing as well. But what did you think about the social media usage on, on oh! the show? <laughs> it was, okay, so it was very not 2020 vibes. It wasn't even like 2019, 2018. This felt like it was straight out of like 2015, like maybe BuzzFeed era. Like, <laughs> but like, not, it wasn't even, it was not, like, it was just so cringe. It, like, you could tell that this show was made by someone who older. doesn't actually yeah who's older and doesn't actually use social media in the way like gen z does maybe like oh absolutely i did you see that tweet that was like uh, uh like um boomers writing gen z characters and they're like or millennial oh characters God. and they're like i facebooked him my snapchat nudes <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's literally that's literally it because she okay the scene where she goes to that event and she's expected to like compete with this room full of influencers or whatever for the best social media campaign and all she does all she does literally is pick up a berry off the wall and she's like even when you're berry hungry and it was just the yep. worst thing ever it, it was like such a bad pun like i was like that's not even original like like a three-year-old could have thought of yeah. that yeah yeah I, yeah you could just tell like that was lazy like i was like there's no way in hell this would make you an influencer overnight like dude if i did this at my job i would be fired the next day for oh a cliche <laughs> Yeah, because if it were that easy, we could all be social media influencers. But being an influencer is like hard work, it seems. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not an influencer, but it looks like it's hard work. She literally took it out of the Build-A-Bear joke book. Like, what is that? It's just... It's not- <laughs> the Build-A-Bear joke book. It's That's not- so true, though. You're right. Oh, my God. Uh it was refreshing though. I, I just, it was, it was, yeah, I love media that's so bad. I could talk about this for ages and I always yeah. ask for recommendations. I love media that's like so bad that it's good. Like it's so bad that you can't help but watch it and it's really funny. Yeah, that that's exactly what this was, I think. It's even funnier and I've already told you this, but I think everyone else should know that my 60 year old father is the one who recommended this show <laughs> to me, which, which kills me every time. Cause I'm like, why did he enjoy this show? For what reason? And he called Emily, oh, this is, I'm going to say it in Arabic and I'll translate. He called her Binti Laziza. Oh, we- <laughs> it's always the tra- weirdest things. <laughs> for the translation for everybody, he called Emily like a, just a really like lovely girl. And I was like, oh my God. you think she's a lovely girl, Dad? Like- <laughs> That's so cute. You told me that right before I started watching it too. And all I could imagine while watching it is your dad watching <laughs> He finished it in one day. (laughs) Didn't we all? Yeah, yeah, we did all. (laughs) It's just so interesting. That's the thing. Like, I feel like the demographic was, like, a really wide age range. Like, this was very applicable to people of, like, lots of different ages. Because, like, I also saw, like, my 14-year-old cousin, you know, was watching this kind of thing. You know, like, it's just... Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, they're pretty smart with that, I think. I think it was just so bland and just so aesthetic-based. Like, it was just very... Mm. Also, Gossip Girl did this as well, I think, with their True. clothes and everything. And they mentioned Gossip Girl in the show, which I, which, which kind of told me. I was like, I know you guys are doing something here. I, I know you guys are just copying something. But he was like, no, everyone wants to be Serena. And I was like, 
Oh what? my god. Who wants to be Serena? <laughs> Nobody wants to be Serena. Serena was yeah. the most annoying character on Gossip Girl. There's always a Serena. I wish you watched the OC because I was going to make a reference to Marissa being Serena of the OC. Oh my um, god. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Like just the annoying character that's like always in trouble and always needs like the brooding <laughs> like poor boy to come save her. It's such a thing. <laughs> I know all you toxic bitches want to yeah, be blur exactly. so <laughs> honestly i don't think there was a single character on gossip girl that was like a good person but you know <laughs> okay you know what okay whole other podcast as well but i like these tangents as well it's just gossip girl is so funny because whenever they have okay there was like julia or julie or whatever and she assembled ikea furniture in her apartment and they were like oh she's so poor and every time they yeah. have a character like that they turn them into the villain that's so true they may yeah i mean which could be a whole other commentary you know not to make everything social commentary (laughs) but that is social commentary okay (laughs) wow this is a good idea for a podcast that we're doing right now you know what i I have a lot to say about gossip girl actually so you know what we'll put that on it we'll table that because so many thoughts back to emily in paris the characters in general i think so i think the show overall was bland i think she was not just bland but i don't think she was a good person either like especially she was just a really, really bad friend. Like, yeah. I can't believe how horrible she and Gabrielle were to Camille. Camille. She was the sweetest character on that show. Yeah. But I, I was shocked. I was like, how the fuck could you do this? She took you to her wine winery thing, vineyard, and it was mm. so nice. And let's not even talk about how she, you know, slept with her 17-year-old brother and then discussed it with his oh my mother. God. That's a whole yeah. other conversation. <laughs> that was wild. That was not okay. <laughs> no, it was not. And then they were like, oh, it's, it's just meant to show that the French are wild and free, you know? Like, I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> don't yeah, his know. mom was like, was he good at it? I was like, no, this is not, this is not passing in 2020. Surely yeah. not. Right? That's the thing. I was like, this is, no, the vibes here are weird. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but no, the the treatment of Camille, it was was just horrible, like absolutely, absolutely horrible. And the thing I was most surprised by was the like the showrunners doing it just because Mm. usually they make something about her horrible. Usually they make it redeemable in some way. Not that it makes it okay ever, but like usually they do something cheap to like make it slightly okay. But they were like, no, we're gonna go full out like they're horrible people and the protagonist is a horrible person, a horrible friend. Mm. And they don't even like it it's just it's awful. And if if anyone's listening to this, like please don't <laughs> do that to your friend. <laughs> yeah, really awful friends. Like I, I don't understand. And I think in general the friendships were weird because uh, this is uh, another thing that I want to mention. Where are the people of color in this show? <laughs> like, there's Mindy, who, God bless her, but like, <laughs> why Who's is Mindy? she friends with Emily? The park? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and, like, Mindy? She, like and her story is just like, was it not Mindy? Perhaps. I don't, I don't, I don't remember any name, so Cindy? I think it is. Mindy? That's the thing, I'm telling you, she they gave her no significance. <laughs> and, like, Emily even seemed like, you know, when she came and stayed with her at her apartment, yeah. Emily even seemed, like, irritated with her. And I was like, yeah. are you serious? This is literally, like, your only friend here. This is the only person that spoke to you when you were, like, here and, like, sad and alone. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, she's doing yoga in my apartment. Like, 
What do you mean? Just like, doing yoga. Fuck, fuck yoga. <laughs> it was just so strange. Um, but yeah, like just the she, yeah, it was. You could just tell like that was like very much like token person of color, like that. Uh, yeah. And like yeah, there was like one other person of color, and he was like her coworker who was black, and that was it. Like he got no storyline really. He was just there. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're just quirky side character. Um, yeah, I. The, the thing is, Mindy, if that's her name, it, it was only used literally to advance Emily's storyline. And it was very obvious. And I was like, at least, at least. Like, well, I think they did with her singing storyline, but even that wasn't enough. It was just mm. like, I it know you're doing it It still felt like it was like scraping the surface. Like, and the way they like would randomly mention things about like her family in China like being really like protective or something and but like yeah. wouldn't f- they never fleshed it out I was like are you gonna give us more I hope they do that in the second season like I hope like I, I just I want to know more about the side characters because honestly Emily is not interesting enough for me to be invested in her life yeah no they should just make it side characters in Paris because I'm done yeah <laughs> we've seen Emily <laughs> <laughs> we've had an, we know who Emily is it's okay mm-hmm. like also, why is there a dumb actress trope? <gasps> yeah, that random like actress, like Brooklyn something something. Who cares what her name was? She was obviously not significant. What was the point of that? I don't know, but it was really weird. It it it, it like back to the we're like connecting it back to this like idea of American capitalism. They really all the women in the show are embedded in their ability to like do a job, but it's more traditional sort of job. So so when it came to the dumb actress it was just so obvious and blatant that i i was like i haven't seen this done in a Mm. while like it's very what marilyn monroe presented herself as or like the brand she she obviously was a very smart woman but like that kind of brand do you know what i mean the dumb actress Mm. uh the dumb blonde woman so i was just shocked i was like i haven't seen that in ages that's just that's old but new that's the thing though that's why i'm telling you i feel like the show was written like 10 years ago like who i i know who wrote it well this is a rhetorical question not a great one but (laughs) i just think that like yeah i i think i don't know this is why i have such mixed feelings about the show i'm like how is this show so like awful but at the same time why am i so invested i just still can't figure it out um but yeah, like I, I think that dumb, dumb, d- that dumb actress trope. Like I've seen that a lot, but not recently. Uh, and like, I don't know. I, th- I, th- I thought it was just like it didn't add anything to the storyline. It, it honestly, if what it did do is just it was just antagonizing. That whole app, that whole episode was like just I was waiting for it to end because like the whole watch thing was like stressing me out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but like yeah was that was really like, stressful ah. i was like why am i so stressed about this stupid fictional watch and this stupid fictional <laughs> actress i don't understand no no that was really really stressful i just it, 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 she was like wild she was doing i don't know what she was doing was she doing drugs i don't know mm. molly i guess yeah. um yeah, she was doing drugs i think yeah and it was just like she, she just was so out of it like you wouldn't be that out of it but whatever it's mm. it's just yeah I, I and then the her boss her old boss was like pregnant so she couldn't work they didn't really explain that she just said they, she just got pregnant so huh? like obviously she can't work it was just <laughs> weird <laughs> it was weird the only interesting female character to me 
in that sh- actually you know what mindy was mindy could have been interesting um yeah i i'm interested in Camille because she seemed so nice that it's it makes me skeptical yeah um i loved her she was so sweet she was so sweet like an actual angel yeah. and i was like how how are you so nice to these people who are treating you like trash like obviously she doesn't know that they're treating her like trash but yeah i'd be very interested to know more about her and like her life sort of thing especially because they showed us her family but i like i'm just interested to see how that actually like played out for her um and like what does she do i I don't know (laughs) and um i also found her boss sylvie sylvie was that her name yeah i think so it sounds right sounds yeah that was I i thought she could be quite interesting Especially, like, the fact that she's having an affair with, like, a married man. Um, I Yeah, I thought she would be redeemed, actually. I thought there would be this nice, warm, heart-to-heart moment, but there wasn't. Yeah, there wasn't. And usually that happens, like, in this genre. So maybe it's yeah. going to happen in the second season still? Yeah, I, I think maybe they really, like, they knew they were going to get renewed. So it's not one of these shows you can just binge. And it's like, this is the first time we're actually watching something new. So maybe it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, It's like a season true. two type thing. I think so. I think so. Because the, the the end of the season was quite, like, open, right? Like, it wasn't conclusive at all. It didn't feel like an end. So, what yeah. even happened? I don't remember. She just um, was fired? No, nah, but then she came back. Oh. Yeah, she sleeps with um, Gabrielle. That's what happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I remember. And then I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm mad at you now. Fucking asshole. I <laughs> just... Yeah. And well, him. He's an asshole, too. <laughs> Gabrielle is an yeah he's an asshole he oh I just didn't yeah don't do that to your friends people (laughs) um yeah uh yeah so on the on the girl boss genre I was just wondering could you relate it back to your own life in any way like because I had I, I could I could definitely see it in other people and in my own work life so how like do you have that as well honestly no um i i I think it's because my work at least right now is not corporate-y at all like Mm. i like i'm i'm being at a school like teaching and stuff i obviously i'm not a teacher yet i will be hopefully by the end of next year um but i just had placement in case everybody who's listening to this doesn't know um yes she just finished today it was really cute um but yeah yeah, like it's not corporate-y at all like i spend most of my day with like 13 year olds so (laughs) It's a very different experience. Um, but obviously, like, there is, like, there's still, like, a sort of a hierarchy at certain school. It depends on the school you end up at. But I don't see it. Like, I obviously sometimes feel, like, tempted to be, like, badass working bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm, I have my coffee and I'm awake at 8 a.m. And, like, I go to the gym. And, I, yeah, that aspect. Um, but I don't think I don't think I relate too much to it. I feel like I used to idealize idealize i used to um i used to idolize a lot like that idea like that girl boss idea and like i really wanted to be that you know when i was like not even younger like literally like a few years ago like when i was in high school that's what i envisioned for myself uh but as i've grown older like the older i get the more i'm like look i just want to chill and like be able to live (laughs) like that's it (laughs) yeah i don't know how about you yeah, it, chilling and living life is very valid. Uh, and yeah, I, I never, it's really interesting when you say like, you're not in a corporate setting. I don't know why I just, that that environment, that work environment is very like, 
different and significant in these conversations. So yeah, it's 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 um, something new that I'm thinking about for sure. Yeah, I just think it's interesting because the corporate environment is very very romanticized in TV, and I never understood why. Because like I, I've like seen the reality of it through other people, and I'm like that looks so boring. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how TV made this seem like it was super fun and like what you're meant to aspire to and like what success looked like is like, you know, being this like badass woman going to work, being overworked, being paid like okay, mm. actually you do get paid enough, but like <laughs> being overworked, you know, having no social life, having no other life other than work as like the ideal of success. Absolutely. And it's just because it's like, oh, we're, we want to be like men, we want to be equal to men. So it's just, mm. how do we, you, you showed me a quote on that. Yeah. And it's just, you know, sort of this replacing men in the work sphere, not replacing, sorry. Just <laughs> replacing <laughs> like, men? Get, we, I, we told you we would eradicate them. This is the episode for it. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, uh, doing the same thing to be equal. And it's not really an equitable thing, is the thing. Because I find that a lot of this girl boss uh, feminism, okay, it's its own feminism. I really appreciate mm. it. Like, I really appreciated it in Gilmore Girls, for example, just because I don't think that's what dominated it. Like, they. Mm. Yeah, they don't. It was balanced, yeah. Yeah, they don't say it's better. It's, it's just something they wanted to do, and that's a choice you're f- absolutely free to make. And if especially if you're in a situation where you need to be. Like, it's not liberating, is what I'm trying mm. to say. If you're in a situation where you need to be financially independent, then absolutely, that's a choice that everyone should have. But it's just this type of feminism where it's like, oh, you should work, girl. And it's just mm. this working girl type feminism that's basically devaluing domestic work and the mm. domestic sphere just because it's not you know it's not countable um tangibly like it's not it's not part of the gdp that you can see like it's not a number that you can count just because it's mm-hmm. unpaid labor it like technically unpaid labor but the thing is domestic work is very valuable and if you want to be a stay-at-home person <laughs> i don't want to say mom or wife mm. it, if you want to be stay at home, that shouldn't be something that's frowned upon at all. Because essentially, mm-hmm. if you're part of a family and you're married to someone and you're staying at home, helping out with the, uh, you know, the household chores, if you have children that need to be taken care of, that is labor. Just because it's not paid for in the, you know, traditional formal labor market doesn't mean it's not like it's it's you know she's oppressed or anything or they're oppressed or anything it's just it's the way it is like you're you're really helping out in the end because essentially you're enabling whoever's going out to work and not you know taking care of the household stuff to work and actually give you like not give you but actually provide you know the tangible monies (laughs) and yeah it's it's just this whole i could I wrote a whole essay about this and I could just talk about this for ages. The unpaid, um, like, economy of, like, yeah. I, I think, yeah, yeah, women's unpaid labor and arguably, like, th- there is a lot of unpaid labor. And I-, I remember seeing something in this, like, subject that I was doing. I think you did it too, no? <laughs> we did the same subject. Um, And it talked about, like, uh, how much, if women were actually paid for all the work that they did, the domestic and, like, childcare work that they did, mm. it would be, like, a really significant amount. Like, it would, significant contribution to the economy sort of thing. But just because society doesn't value that, 
with like money that it's it's deemed like not valuable sort of thing and again this goes back to like you know capitalism and like hyper not even hyper productivity because it is still productive to do domestic work right uh Mm. it's just that yeah like capitalism doesn't view it as like something that deserves to be rewarded it's just something that's like a given you know like women are expected to do most of the childcare. women are expected to do most of the domestic care and I, I'm sorry, no matter what anybody says to me, like, about, oh, these things have changed. Nah, look, uh, the statistics do not say that. Like, mm. because internally, a lot of, like, most men... I, I, this is obviously a very, like, heterosexual, very heteronormative way of looking at it, obviously. So, like, this isn't the standard for everyone. Um, but if you're looking at it through a heteronormative lens, statistically, men are less likely to do as much work at home. Um mm-hmm. Which just has nothing to do with Emily in Paris. But, <laughs> you know, I, I guess this is why this kind of genre is important. Like, the girl boss genre is important. I just would like to see it differently. In a, oh, which actually, I do, I, you, you haven't watched The Bold Type, have you? No. The Bold Type does this really well, I think. Um, it's three women in their, like, 20s. They have healthy friendships. They have, like, Mm. other lives outside of their work. Their workplace is not toxic. It's actually... Yeah, and it's, like, the... Obviously, their work is quite important. And, like, them working together is where they all met sort of thing. And that's kind of, like, the central, like, link. But they Mm. all have their each... Like, they all have individual lives that don't revolve around, like, I'm a girl boss. Like, it's not (laughs) like that. (laughs) That's excellent. I'll get on that for sure. I think you should. And it also has, like, much better, like, representation as well. And it, like... Okay, sometimes it seems like it's, like, trying to tick off a lot of, like, woke boxes. Um, But, like, (laughs) I'm okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, it's still really, really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I I, I haven't even heard about it, but I'll get on it for sure. They should sponsor Um, us. (laughs) Sponsor? (laughs) This is brought to you by the bold type. (laughs) But yeah, I on my experience with like girl boss working girl feminism, I, I I'm definitely in the camp of like it should be working uh, choice, not you know mm. anything. I've already said that. But I think as a young woman, <laughs> as a young woman growing up, it definitely doubled my chances indirectly. I think of being exploited in mm. <laughs> in unpaid internships. <laughs> um. Because I just felt the need to prove myself and go out and be a go-get'em type, you know, yeah, woman, girl sure. boss. And not to, like, not to name drop or anything, <laughs> but <laughs> literally, this was my whole experience at I was exploited. Uh, not to name time. drop, but <laughs> this was my experience at <laughs> And I say this <laughs> because we mentioned we mentioned the devil's the devil wears Prada and that was literally my ex- I wasn't as okay I wasn't as like beat down as Andy was portrayed to be I, I think she was fine I'm not saying she was I think she, they were trying to get that message across but yeah I, on that that's definitely what inspired me and it, it's what inspired me to like you know please them and please my bosses and please and just do everything yeah that's the that's the thing like just to go really quickly i think this is the last point i'll make about this um yeah like that idea of it being women like being men kind of like or like oh just because men can treat their stuff like shit women can treat their stuff like shit which is the case for a certain person 
Um, which again, not yeah. gonna use names, but yeah, like there has been a lot of that, like where it's like just because you know men hold so much power in the corporate force doesn't mean that's the way to go, sort of thing. Yeah. And to show the tangible effect of this type of trope, I just, I completely forgot, but I want to say, I, I know girls, you know, and women who, you know, they have really rich families, Mm. really rich families who basically paid for them to start their business or like start their venture in entrepreneurship. And I see this a lot, a lot, especially in our communities in, you know, Egypt. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Name dropping again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they always, I, like, this is word for word. They always say, oh, I achieved this not by luck. I'm a girl boss. I mm. am taking ownership. I blah, blah, blah. I did this with no one's help. This was not luck. And I hate it when people say it's luck. And it's like, well, okay, okay. I get this rhetoric of, like, empowerment. And I get this rhetoric of, you know, reclamation of your efforts. But it's also just like, if you're out here on your social on your platform uh, where obviously a lot of people are listening to you because you've built something that's obviously on a rich foundation <laughs> you can't be saying things like i did this on my own when you have a lot of lot of privilege that got you there as well like obviously there's some efforts to be able to use that but i just think it's really really dangerous when people start doing things like that and start you know, applying it and telling women with less means as well that you can do this too when, you know, more often than not, they cannot do that. And it's not like, it's not like this Oprah, like, inspirational (laughs) story. Like, no. And I just think that's really harmful. And I, I don't think it's, this is the thing. I don't think it's anti-feminist to critique something like this. If there's a shortcoming of feminism, I think we have to be really wary of masking that as misogyny just because we're critiquing it and just because we're like, you know, I just, I think there's a lot of cases where we'd critique feminism for not being intersectional enough, for not being like, you know, wary enough or not being inclusive enough. And then a lot of people will say that's misogynistic. I think primarily white women do this as well. And I think that's so harmful. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's it's extremely harmful. And I think I'm glad you brought up white women because the girl boss genre <laughs> is very much white women. It's very much thin, pretty white women. Like, yeah, that's it. And like, what kind of message does that send? You know, like, mm, I, that's so true. You don't even it doesn't have to be explicit. It doesn't have to be intentional. It's if that's continuously what you know young girls and women are seeing on screen it's oh girl bosses are not me like girl bosses Mm. are just like you know the lily collins of the world like which Mm. you know isn't it's just not representative and yeah i just think i I think there's a long way to go with that yeah i agree Mm. i was looking at my hair the other this is really random (laughs) but (laughs) i was looking at my hair the other day because you know we have curly hair obviously if you've seen our cover art (laughs) Um, and I was like, I was just, I was just th- internally thinking about it. This isn't like an active thought or anything, but like my mind was going, and it was like, oh, you know, um, I've never seen. I don't. I can't remember like a protagonist or like a girl boss or like whatever successful on a TV show have that kind of hair. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's weird. I'm like an anomaly. I do not fit into this category. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I I had a split second thought. I have not touched my hair. I have not. Uh, added heat to my hair straightened it in like two years mm-hmm. i just had this split second thought of like should i straighten it 
to like be like okay workplace. But, but that's such a thing though like curly mm-hmm. hair is seen as like unprofessional like it's it's messy it's like not like yeah, yeah like there's it's like not done you know <laughs> and that yeah. that that was a narrative that like I was like very much fed growing up and like you know a lot of people around me were always like straighten your hair straighten your hair before like a big event before an interview before mm. whatever like use yeah and and I, I just think it's it's very harmful and you're right like would seeing that on screen makes a difference it would be nice to see that yeah anyway that was really random i just <laughs> i thought about it i was like oh, wait no, I, I should mention it, it, makes sense. it makes sense it makes complete sense you know like representation on screen is like yeah i feel like this is a recurring theme we come back to hey <laughs> Yeah, representation is important. We covered a lot of things. We covered representation. We covered girl boss genre. We covered uh, yeah. capitalism. I don't know. We like hardly spoke about Emily in Paris, but I'm telling you, there's not much to say about the damn show. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a topic for the week. Yeah. <laughs> it applies. It absolutely applies. It <laughs> Great. Well, anyway, we might wrap it up here. Unless you have, do you have any stray thoughts? Stray no observations? Stray thoughts. Uh, no, I do not have any stray thoughts. Thank you. Do you have any stray thoughts? <laughs> You're welcome. I do not. <laughs> Great. Uh, well, that was very polite. Guys. Um, <laughs> nur do your thing about the Apple podcast. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, be sure to rate us five stars. And oh, let's do something new. We'll do uh, leave us a review. Mm. Uh, Sorry. But leave us a secret if you want. If you want to make it more interesting, you're too shy to like leave us. Like we we don't want compliments, or we Confess do. Yeah, your but, like... love to us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Like leave us any you know secret that you have. We might read it on future episodes. I don't know if we'll, we will reach the point where we can just like ask for that. But if that happens, I'll find that so funny and hilarious. Dude, that would so... be such a. We could totally do a confessions episode. That would be so much oh, fun. Oh, hell yeah. I would love That'd be to so read much fun. confessions. Please, somebody confess their love to me. I am waiting for, like, the turning point in my romantic life. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will read them. And, you know, you can be anonymous. Uh, on that note, thank you, Dick Cop. <laughs> who? <laughs> who left us a review. Dick Cop. <laughs> who is Dick Cop? <laughs> <laughs> it's my proof that you can be anonymous and leave us just secrets and we'll never know who you are. Mm-hmm. Whoever you are, Dick Cup, thank you for leaving us a review on the 4th of November that we're, it's just like, a, you know, grabbing a cup of tea with your friends or a cup of coffee with your friends. That's really sweet. That's so sweet, Dick Cup. I know. <laughs> thank you, Dick Cup. <laughs> I can't say that name anymore. <laughs> Beautiful moment. We just engaged. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoever you are. Uh, be sure to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you can listen to us on any streaming platform you prefer. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. Popcast, podcasts. <laughs> we are at Pop and Prejudice Podcast on Instagram, so be sure to follow us there. Uh, pretty proud of the page. Uh, it's really and yeah, nice. thank you guys. Yes, it's really nice. It's really, really nice. Yeah. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. See you next week. Bye. Bye.